much. <laughs> I started recording. Okay. All right. I hear, I hear that. It didn't give me the window this time. What the hell? It didn't? Yeah. So pop up. The recommendation is for people to watch what again? Just so you told the gang, tell uh, everybody. Cy- Cyberpunk Edge Runners. This is the start of my dirty weeb addiction, I guess, probably. Um, Weeaboo Brian. <laughs> I've been watching that and I just started Cowboy Bebop too, because I heard that was like an OG, like good show i guess but no it's really good it's incredibly tragic and super violent and bloody but it's really fucking good all right that, not family friendly okay good to Cause know because this is a family show we know Ob- um <laughs> obviously um we, yeah we've always had family friendly topics yeah especially christopher and i and some of the well anyway go back into the catalog you'll find it in probably every episode um, yeah it's a it's a great family show you should totally say just a couple episodes back about the plastics and the shrinking taints i'll leave, <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it there yeah but it's science science it is right for yeah. science i mean if you drop out of medical school in new jersey you are a doctor so like, <laughs> like tr- trust the science bro that's right like dr Garantham has taught us praise be upon his name um Okay, so I got a, I got a, I got a beef uh, to throw. First of all, I'm sorry about last week. Uh, I went down with the COVID. I actually got it, and uh, it's a very real thing, and I did not feel good at all. It, I'm still recovering from it. Typically, like, I don't know if those of you that have gotten influenza, when you break a fever with influenza, typically you're out of the woods at that point. When you finally, like, you get rid of the fever, you're like, okay, I'm starting to make my way out of this. That wasn't the case to this time. My fever came back twice um in the high 101s and 102s it mm. was great i was feeling terrible i ended up giving it to my wife and well i got it from her and then we gave it to our uh to, to the kid so he's he's the last one he's still recovering um so i apologize for last week i i know that well, what's the big deal you could have just sat there and talked to us when when you have a fever you don't want to do it i just sat there and stared and was like is it my time to die yet like can i go like i've had enough yeah, that's of pure misery even oh. watching paint dry would be too hard. It's like, I, l- fuck this. Listen to this, you guys. Your moment of despair. So. So soon. <laughs> what happened was, is I lost my taste for two days. Two days. And uh, a mutual friend of ours, Mr. Brian S., had lost his taste for months. Okay? So one of the few joys that I have left in my life is the consumption of mass quantities and you know tasting the salt and the sugar and the fat and the, the mouth feel of the dorito with the cheesy flavor so, you know these this is my drug this is this no is more. whatever and here i am just chewing on mush and i started drinking hot sauce just and i could feel the capsation but you can't taste anything your mouth gets hot but you don't taste the flavor of like uh it's um it was chipotle it's the brown sauce um, and it's one of my favorites to put on quesadillas and stuff like that. No, couldn't taste anything. Got the heat <laughs> sensation, but no, I couldn't taste anything. You're like the Captain Barbarossa in Pirates of the Caribbean when he's like, oh. food ta- turns to ash in our mouths. <laughs> I didn't even think of that, but it's true. It's true. And by the way, they casted Jeffrey Rush perfectly for Captain Barbosa. He is the quintessential pirate in my mind. The, the accent, the mannerisms, uh, his swagger, like that. That Captain Barbosa is the quintessential English pirate to me. Like he's perfect, perfect. Um, I could watch that shit all day. I could. Wa- I love it. And I know. By the way, yes, 
the the pirates never went nose to nose with a ship of the line of the royal navy why because it's a sloop you fucks that's meant to rob and run they don't go nose to nose with a four deck man of war but it happened all the time in the pirates what? of the caribbean what do you mean I'm pretty sure they did. Are you be, are you being serious right now? The documentary oh, of Jack Sparrow says that that's what happened, sir. This is not the Matrix. The Matrix is a documentary. This is a t- this is a movie. I'm, I'm um, just kidding. So anyway, yeah. So I apologize for uh, last week uh, with the COVID. We're back in the saddle. We just did a B side for the patrons. Hope you like it. Uh, it's a cautionary tale. Uh, so keep it in mind. Uh, two bucks, inflation proof. Biden inflation proof. Uh, it's never going to change. It's like the Costco hot dogs of Patreon. It's the same price every single time. One tier, one tier only. If you choose to give more, that's because you're fucking generous and a beautiful person, but you're still beautiful even if it's only $2 because we're equal opportunity here. Now, Jerome Powell has no power here. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's right. So in a, in a serious tone, in a serious note, I've been seeing some stuff. Now, I understand that we're, not everybody's going to agree on everything, and we probably all don't agree on this topic even on this show, and that's fine because it's complex. It's it's operates like most things in the gray area, and that's okay. But what I there's a few things <clears throat> I have a bone to pick with some of what I'm seeing from uh, the crowd uh, that used to roll with us, that we all used to roll under the black flag, this sort of thing, whatever. A lot of people have, first of all, some really gross misconceptions of actual current events. And I'm going to go through them and we're going to watch something. The Soy Squad, which I am very critical of, and for good reason. It's a broken clock, is right twice a day. And you know what? Sometimes the Soy Squad does some damn fine reporting and actually reports on real shit. The stuff we're going we're gonna to go through today is about seven years old. And when we're talking about the war in Ukraine, specifically where it's kicked off in the Donbass um, where uh, you, you had these separatists and, of course, the CIA was getting blamed for the Euromaidan and all this other shit. That aside, let me, let me just – first of all, Russia's not winning the war. Now, I was on the fence about this because right now it's hard to tell what's propaganda and what isn't propaganda from either side, from either outlet. I follow a lot of accounts of people on the ground. Popular Front is one of them. Atlas News is one of them. There are several anarchist groups from Belarus who are fighting for Ukraine against Russia, and they're putting videos out there. There's people locally on the ground that are sending in videos of the Russians retreating and leaving their dead behind. They're not winning. Okay, they're not. They're not winning. Ukraine might not get everything back, but they're definitely not fucking losing. And that just goes to show you what a force multiplier Western technology is versus the antiquated Cold War 1980s shit the Russians are still fucking flogging out there. Okay, better like those Carl Gustavs. You Shit, I'd say the Russian tactics go clear back to at least World War II, where they're just like, yeah, let's just throw a bunch of soldiers at it. Let's just put them all out there in the meat grinder, guys. This guy let's gets keep, it. We'll just keep churning them out. <laughs> you can't convince me you're winning when you have to sign up 300,000 additional troops when the same amount are literally running to other countries because they don't want to go. Okay. I've seen there's people like breaking each other's legs and shit to try and get out of it. Correct. So whatever you're reading, and again, <coughs> you probably agree on 80% of stuff, and that's enough for me. 
but this one is egregious. There's a couple of things that I want to go through. A lot of people are looking at, I, I was reading comments on one of the pages that says that uh, that Russia is the third Rome, the defenders of Byzantium and all this other stuff. Let me go ahead and clear up a few things for you right now. Number one, Byzantium ceased to exist in 1453 when the Ottoman Turks took Constantinople. It's been over for a long time, okay? That is the Eastern Roman Empire existed a thousand years after the Western Roman Empire collapsed. And then in 1453, Mehmed, put the city to the sea, defeated the, Byz the Byzantines. It's over. The Russians have always saw seen themselves as the inheritors of Byzantine culture, of the Byzantine East. That The reason why they got involved in World War I also had to do with what? Fighting the Ottoman Turks to get Constantinople. That's often forgotten. Okay, Be that as it may, they're also... So the Ukrainians are Orthodox too. Are they not... Are they not cool? It's only the Russian Orthodox because it's all nationalized, right? There's Serbian Orthodox, there's Ukrainian Orthodox, Russian Orthodox, there's your mother's fucking Orthodox. I don't know what the, like, which one's the real Orthodox? Will the, will the real Orthodox please stand up, okay? It doesn't matter. The Greek Orthodox, I thought they're the coolest ones because they have the best festivals, right? And they got the good food. Be I like that, snacks. Be that as it may, we are getting reports, several reports. And by the way, the Russians aren't the fucking good guys, and the Soviets aren't the good guys when you starve 7 million Ukrainians in a fucking year. Don't give me that bullshit. What is this? Or is this the same game that these new fucking new, new fascists, these neo-fascists, these, these goddamn alt-writers are like, well, Hitler only really killed 200,000 Jews. Then why the fuck is he a hero to you? Why? Only 200,000? Even the U.S. government killed more fucking Indians than that asshole did. What are you talking about? 200 to 200,000. The, the fucking Ukrainians got starved to death. Seven million in a fucking year. Seven million. Not even industrialized death machines could do the same thing that the, <coughs> the Russians did with the Soviet Union. Give me a break. The, the Ukrainians may not be good guys, but I definitely know who isn't a good guy. And it's those goddamn, it's Vladimir Putin sending these four poor fucking kids to get chewed up by Western weapons in a proxy war, which is what it is, Okay. They're finding people pulling gold teeth out of locals' mouths. Anybody else seen that before? Oh, that wasn't even just the enemy dead. That was just straight up from the locals. Dead and living. The huge fucking tin. Like, uh, but, but it wasn't like POWs. It was just like the people that were already living there. Correct. That are, oh, fuck. I mean, it's bad no matter what, but like I was under the impression that it was like all military. I mean, it's funny when you see them shipping back washing machines like they don't have them in Russia, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm serious. There's Atlas News found like they, the Ukrainian army came across a huge crate and they opened it and it's a washer and dryer that they were trying to like send back. I mean, do, do, do they, does, does Lada not make, they make cars, they can make a fucking washing machine. I don't. I don't know what the deal is in Russia. They weren't like filled with drugs or anything I like. It's funny you should mention that because that's how they shipped drugs out of Afghanistan to the Soviet Union during the war. They would fill the caskets of the dead Soviet uh, soldiers and they would put drugs in them and ship them back to uh, the Soviet Union. For well, they did the same thing in America too, right? They did. It's a. It's a. Yeah. It's a trick that works. It's a trick that. Yeah, works. like who's gonna? Who would desecrate the dead? Oh, like lots of people. It actually turns out, like yeah. you're gonna be. A, you're gonna be a mule, buddy. Like you're. Mm -hmm. You're, you're, uh, you still have purpose. And it happens here too, by the way. Um, I've watched videos of, and this is very unfortunate. This is why I'm against burial. 
uh, where there are mausoleums that, you know, these cemeteries are privately owned here in the States to get off topic real quick, but in kind of the same vein with people disrespecting the dead, these mausoleums and the cemeteries are owned by, by private people. And when one of the owners dies, it throws it into a limbo where nobody knows who's responsible for the maintenance and the perpetual care for the dead and all that. You'll have these mausoleums that people will break them open and, and there will be caskets in the middle of it with people that have gone through them trying to like, I, I can't even go there. The smell alone and a decomposing body. Those are things I don't need to hang out with that old factory. As soon as that, that little whiff gets to my nose, I'm in the other direction. Like I can't, I don't even want anything to do with it. That's not for me, but yeah, it's a common thing. It's a common thing. Even uh, what was it in, what was it bad boys too, where they were hiding drugs in the, in the corpses and sending them up to Miami from Cuba. Like, I mean, this is, it's an old hand. It's an old I can't, hand. I can't wait for the, uh, it's like storage wars, but it's going to be mausoleums who the owners died. So then people bid to open <laughs> them up. Yeah. That's, it's going to be interesting. I'll give it a couple of years. It'll be a thing. I'm sure it will be. I mean, hell, we do it to the Egyptians. It's basically the same thing. <laughs> okay. I'm not giving it that many years, but I mean, <laughs> it's the same thing. I mean, it's it's a dead what, person's box. When does uh, fuck archaeology become grave robbery? Like, what's the line? Is there like a hard fast rule like seven hundred years or something like that? I don't know. I, I don't know. Do you think is it like case by case or is it just yeah. a blanket? No, I don't think it's a blanket because uh, they don't do that in England. Do they have um, effigy graves in uh, uh, cathedrals, and nobody opens cracks them open. So, I mean, I guess we haven't met the appropriate amount of time for They're that. Probably false crypts, though. Maybe, maybe they're very ornate. They're very nice. Um, they probably look better in death than those things than they actually did in life. Period. Th- or do we have to wait for that empire to fall? Be- well, they're the they're the ones taking all the shit from other countries and True. bringing it back too. So it's like, True. of course, they're like, well, we don't want to dig through our shit yet. We got all this other people's shit. Yeah, your stuff is more interesting. Hand over the obelisk. Uh, <laughs> Return uh, the slab. Right. So back to uh, this. Now here's the thing. This is my issue. If Luhansk and Donetsk or the Don, the Donbass, if they want to leave, I'm I'm a pro secessionist guy. I wouldn't want these fucking people in my. I wouldn't want to share a country with these people either if they fucking hate me that much. Okay, they should they should be allowed to go. I firmly believe in that. Okay, that like there is no reconciling at this point. You have now established generational hate. Okay, it, it, it's very real. They're never going to get along again. The Russian native Russian speakers and Ukrainian speakers, they're not going to be friends ever again. Not for a long time anyway. There's also evidence of torture happening. Okay. Torturing for information by the Donetsk People's Republic Army, by the Russians. And people are like, well, yeah, well, the Ukrainians were indiscriminately shelling. It's like, yeah, it's a fucking war. And you're right. It happens. And it's terrible. It, it, everybody. But here's the other thing. I see a lot of people believing that Russia is like the defenders of traditional values. Okay. Traditional values. So what we're seeing right now are good values, right? We're just somebody like we are critical of the U S government when we go to war for stupid fucking reasons, which is all the time Um, in Iraq and Afghanistan, a giant waste of life and money. Okay. We're, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. So we know when, there's there's uh, an unmitigated farce taking place because we've been seeing it for most of our lives. Okay, this is one of those examples. But what I'm having a hard time understanding is so the hard right is a fan of Vlad, and the video we're going to show you shows that some of the people that are fighting for Vlad do not share the same values you share. 
And uh, by that, I mean they're commies, okay? Uh, like, and also, when these referendums take place, I can't hang out with somebody who flies a hammer and sickle flag. It's, it has, I have the same visceral reaction when I see a swastika. It's like, this is disgusting. This, this, is, this is a symbol of mass murder, and I don't want anything to do with this. And these people are flying these flags. Like, the, or the victory banner number five, the one they hung over the Reichstag, uh, when they con when they there's a famous film of them running up there it was a reenactment uh but it's it, it's the 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 replica of the order of the the order of victory banner number five from mambo the number five yeah yes mambo number 69 nice i also want to remind that people song stuck in my head that <laughs> the russians are responsible for the destruction of over 500 years of Western European Christian, Christian history. What am I talking about? For those of you that are retarded and haven't read anything, and you should really read something, there was a place called East Prussia. And in this place called East Prussia, and those of you who've read The Forgotten Soldier, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There were cities like Mimel that are now part of Lithuania. Uh, was it uh, Gdansk, which is now Danzig, not Glen, but Danzig regular? Uh, that is in Poland, and there's an last <laughs> Yeah. Dancing. <laughs> Would you like something to eat? <laughs> um, there's a there's an oblast, an exclave, called Kaliningrad, that is owned by the Russians, where the Baltic fleet is uh, stationed. That used to be East Prussia, and the city Kaliningrad used to be called Konigsberg. Konigsberg had over 500 years of Western European history, well before the goddamn Nazis showed up and ruined everything, including an, uh, a medieval castle that the Soviet Union completely bulldozed and built a house of Soviets on top of. These are the same people that you're taking sides with. Okay, Faceless. Scum of the earth is the word that, like, at least leave the history there. You won. Okay, great. Good for you. Uh, but, um, again, this is kind of what they do the destruction of the old man and the old order and the building of the new. Anyway, um, I, I mean, just, Mao did the same thing. Like, it's not. It's a very revolutionary thing to do. It's it's and I don't know if it's uh, exclusively a left wing thing. Um, it could be a totalitarian thing. I don't know. Well, I mean, the Nazis were burning books. That's got to be sure they were ideologically the same. Right. And then if you ask people today, it's because uh well, they were burning the books that were, you know, gay books and trans books. And it's like, yeah, sure. Okay. I'm sure that's, that's all it was. And I just, I want to caution you guys again, you know, like be careful again, when I see anarchists coming from other countries to go fight the Russians, I, I kind of get, I lean in the direction that, you know what, they're probably right about this. Maybe they did the research. Maybe, <laughs> like, maybe, <laughs> maybe they know what authoritarianism and an invading enemy looks like. Um, so I'd say maybe they read like some Emma Goldman or something and kind of yeah remember what the Russians did to the anarchists before. <laughs> well said. Well said. <laughs> so we're gonna roll this tape and um, uh, I want you. To, we're gonna enjoy it. Angel, be prepared to stop in case somebody has a question or anything like that. But um, this guy is an American and he's fighting for uh, the Russians. Uh, wonderful guy. Wow. Yeah, wonderful guys. So roll that. It, they got that WNBA player over there fighting yet? No, 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 no. She's, I don't know what she's doing. They had to build her a special cell because she's so tall um, compared to the local population. Go ahead. Let's see what this looks like. Okay, here we go. Once again. The Texan. 
Here we go. <laughs> what can you tell me about your views of America? What, what kind of a country is America? It has a fascist government right now. You know, they don't represent the people of the United States. It represents the oligarchs and the corporations. So why not fight Nazis there instead of coming here to fight other people's Nazis? Well, Nazis are Nazis wherever they are, and I probably would have been fighting by myself, you know? They would have said, oh, some crazy guy, you know? Yeah, he would have been dead. Yeah. All right. So let's see here. We're out near the airport in Donetsk, and we're about to meet a volunteer fighter from the Vostok Battalion, uh, which is on the separatist pro-Russia side. He's going to tell us how we ended up fighting alongside uh, the men here. So Texas, yeah. we're in the Donbass, mm -hmm. in Ukraine. How did you get here? I've always been uh, interested in politics. Uh, started reading Che Guevara, Ho Chi Minh when I was about 12 years old. Really, uh, communism uh, seems like a, a just way, a good way. So I dig the hat. I know from history that it takes communism to defeat fascism. So I'm a communist. I'm here to fight fascism. Did you think you'd ever end up uh, serving in somebody else's military? When you open the American passport, it says you can lose your citizenship um, for fighting for another country's army. Mm -hmm. It says right there on the second page. Yeah. I'm not fighting for another country's army. I'm fighting for freedom and justice. I'm fighting against fascism. And the United States government is a fascist government these days. It is. It truly is. And. Uh, so I fight fascism, and if the United States is fascism, then I fight the United States government. Tell me about how you got involved fighting for the separatists, because most people in the West actually support Ukraine, and they see this as a Russian invasion of Ukraine's sovereign territory. But it's not a Russian invasion at all. It's the people of Donbass saying, no, we're not going to have Nazis come here and tell us how to live. I'm fighting against fascism. I'm fighting against the genuine Nazis in Kiev, the, the Nazis that say Heil Hitler, that love Bandera, who is a terrible war criminal. And those are the guys in the Ukrainian government right now. And the United States government put them in power. And they're criminals. They're psychopaths. I mean, I was in Kiev just last week, and mm -hmm. you don't see parades of people marching down the street with swastikas. Not every day, but they do. You I mean, I, they do. I've been to a military parade as well in Kiev, and I, I didn't see any Nazi paraphernalia at all. Well, that's because the U.S. PR company that uh, Poroshenko has hired has told me, keep the swastikas out. It, it looks bad on American TV. Sure. But they're there, man, and you know that they're there. Well, I've seen a couple of individual soldiers from the volunteer battalions mm -hmm. uh, sporting actual, you know, Nazi sort of sim symbols. Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen one guy wearing a swastika. I've seen one guy with a sort of SS on his mm -hmm. hat. Mm -hmm. But what I haven't seen is fascist or Nazi ideology is part of the official ideology of the country or the army as a whole. I think that's exaggerated. There are individual skinheads, but this uprising in the East, it's primarily a Russian nationalist uprising. So it would seem the opposite of communist ideology. The declared goals aren't leftist. They're not communist. If anything, they're more right wing. So how does that sit with your ideology? Well, I don't really, I haven't seen a lot of right wing ideology with the guys that I've been working with. Sud Bremeni is a communist organization and mm -hmm. I'm in the Sud Bremeni military unit here. You know, I mean, and it, I don't think it's so much right wing, it's uh, more just self-defense. You know, they, this is their land, their homes, their families. 
Nazis from the other part of Kiev are coming here. I mean, you know when the when the fucking Nazis first came here and the people stood in front of the BMPs and tried to stop them with their hands, and the guys would shoot them or run over them. I was there. Yeah. They weren't Nazis. The guys who came with the BMPs were just regular Ukrainian military conscripts. Mm. Well, I've got a message for <laughs> uh. military conscripts, and it's this: we're fighting brothers against brothers here. The Ukrainian military conscripts work for Peter Poroshenko. Poroshenko works for Obama. Obama works for oligarchs, American oligarchs. Yeah. So you're fighting for American oligarchs. What we need to do is Ukraine. He's not narrating Netflix shit. That's what he's doing. Go to Kiev, clean out the Nazis. As чем боретесь здесь конкретно в Донбассе? С укропами. All right, so you can pause it right here because then they start speaking Russian. Uh, so this guy, if you saw the shift a couple of times where he changed, he moved the goalpost from what he was talking about uh, because he didn't want to address uh, the fact that, um, yeah, that it's, he's a commie and he's fighting alongside in a communist unit. He feels that communism is the right thing to do. Do you guys like those of you that, you know, that, that support this, this, this cockamamie nonsense? Is that, is that who you want to hang out with? I thought you were righties. Like, what's the deal here? Like, the enemy of my enemy is my friend until he fucking kills you? Like, I mean, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? And the best part about it is, the thing that drives me nuts is that you have a bunch of, of hard righties, new right, uh, new reactionary, whatever flavor right wing, okay? And I don't necessarily, like, there's a lot of things I have in common with righties. Most people who are on the right don't want to disarm me and tell me what kind of guns I, why I should have. But they're also kind of telling other people how they should live their lives. And again, that's where we park company. Again, we probably agree on 80% of stuff. That's fine. But hold on a second here. The guy that you're hailing as the big, the big champ is Vladimir Putin, right? Okay. What was he uh, before he, uh, he got into politics? Does anybody know? I, I know what he was. He's a fucking KGB agent. Okay. A, a, a dedicated Marxist. And you know what he said? The greatest tragedy of the 20th century was the collapse of the Soviet Union. Not all the other fucking tragedies, the two goddamn world wars that happened, the hundreds of millions of people that died. No, it was the collapse of the Soviet Union. That's your guy? That You hate NATO and the United States so much. And believe me, there's a lot to dislike. I understand. I, we, we've talked about it. That's kind of what we do. But it's... That, that's who you're going to hang out with, uh, that guy. And you mean to tell me he still doesn't carry on some of this ideological bent that he had installed? You can't be a KGB officer unless you're a true fucking believer guy. It doesn't work. Well, it think doesn't... about, like, how, not, not even just him, but all of the people in that administration, the entire political process over there. It's like how many got carried over? Like, where, like, you're telling me it's all brand new people from when the Soviet Union collapsed. And like everybody just disappeared and they found completely new people to fill all these fucking spots. Like the names of everything changed and they have to change the way they play the game a little bit, but mm -hmm. it's like, I, what, I can't remember what that documentary was. I think it's just the Soviet story or whatever, yes. but it literally, and that was like the early two thousands and it's breaking down like, Hey, here's all these war criminals. We know exactly where they're at, what they're doing. They're all worth shit loads of fucking money. And they're still working in fucking politics or like global corporations. And it's like, 
We know exactly where they're at. We know exactly what they've done. And this is the early 2000s. And they're like, we're pressuring the UN and NATO to do something. We wonder why they don't. And they literally posit in this fucking documentary, the Russians have a fuck ton of oil and gas and too much of Europe is dependent upon them. And they see that being a potential card that will be played in the future. We're fucking here right now, dude. It's happening. Like that blew my fucking mind. And it's like, it's the same as all the dumb bullshit that happened with COVID where they're like, oh, you don't need to wear masks, but it's like, oh, it's just because we don't have any. But like the second they have some, it's like, oh yeah, now you have to wear them. And it's like, okay, so like it's, it's, science doesn't change like that. Like it's right or it's wrong. The circumstances shouldn't dictate. And it's like, this has been wrong the whole fucking time, but they're like, yeah, if we do anything about it, we don't have gas. So I guess it's right for right now, or we're just going to let it slide. And it's uh, like, I don't know. And then it becomes a big globalist fucking piece of shit. And there, yeah. So that's interesting. It is interesting. And like I said, I, I firmly believe that these people should be allowed to leave and be part like the Donetsk and Luhansk. If you want to apply this bullshit that they voted in all four, was it Kherson, Zaporizhia, um, the Donbass, and Luhansk, and they got a 97% uh, approval, just like they did in Crimea eight years ago? I mean, you could go fuck your mother with it. You know that that's not real. It's it, it's completely illegitimate, okay? Not to mention that they have, like, again, social media is a wonderful thing, and it's an also terrible thing. The wonderful thing is on Telegram, they have videos of the DPR guys and the Luhansk guys going door to door with guns to get people to go vote. Okay, so go fuck yourself with your fake referendum. And um, I I don't know what to tell you about it. Like, I would want Donbass out of my backyard eight years ago. Like, as soon as that kicked off, like, you know what, go fuck yourself. The other thing is, too, is Mariupol, which is a city down on the Azov Sea, where the by the way. This was originally called a denazification. Do you remember that? That was, we're going to demilitarize and denazify Ukraine, according to your guys' hero. They, they, oh, we're going we're gonna to take care of this, okay? The Nazis were apparently the Azov Battalion. Very famous in our media here. Okay, they love talking about it, okay? Yeah, I saw all the patches, all the fucking... Yes. Yeah. They were the last defenders of the Azovstal uh, steelworks in Mariupol, where they held out for weeks with fucking nothing and fighting the Russians. They finally were ordered by their Jewish president to surrender. Okay. Another dirty word amongst some of the people out there now, which is wild. How far we've come uh, where, you know, Saying Jewish. Yeah. Where a lot of, there's a lot of people who are now uh, anti-Semitic. I don't know what, what's happened. Uh, well, if they get what, do they think you're saying it in a derogatory way or like, no, 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 like- that they hate them. That like, oh, oh. Are now, <laughs> okay, okay, they themselves okay. have adopted <laughs> okay. some national socialist leanings now, um, including the anti-Semitism. Uh, the Jewish president, who was their boss, said, lay, lay it down, lay down your arms, it's enough, you can surrender. And a few of, and like I think 80 of them did, the, the Russians are so concerned with denazification, instead of executing them, they did a prisoner exchange and gave back the Nazi com- the alleged Nazi commanders of the Azov Battalion. So go ahead and keep propagating the farce. Keep propagating the farce that this is about denazification. If I want to denazify somebody, I get a hold of somebody who was in the SS, they're not making it home. 
They're just not going to. They did it in World War II. You guys, once again, a lot of this information is concealed in books. Okay, you have to open them and read them so that you understand shit. The Nazi, I think it was the under the right arm. They would put the, the teardrop tattoo for the SS guys. The, the allies would go through the camps and tell take your fucking shirt off, lift up your arms because the SS guys were hiding with the regular enlisted men, not wearing their jackets with their fancy lightning bolts on them. And they would look for the tattoo under their right arm. Now, granted, they stopped giving them after a while for obvious reasons, but they would hunt them down and they would execute them, like summarily execute them. You're an SS guy. Okay, you got to go. That's it's time. Everybody knows what you've been up to. You know what I mean? Um, Question. Go ahead. Going back to the Azov stuff. So it's like, I legitimately, like, I can't keep track. I haven't read a whole lot about anything that's going on recently. So it's like, are these guys actual Nazis and the Russians just don't care and it's all just lip service for, like, getting support? Or is it like the whole Nazi thing is just straight up a lie anyway and they're just, like, mostly normal people? Like Mostly normal people. Uh, they were integrated into the Ukrainian National Guard, National Defense Forces. There were some National Socialist elements, Okay. What you will also discover, and we covered it on this show, that prior to this farce, the largest, the country with the largest neo-Nazi movement wasn't the United States, wasn't Great Britain, and it certainly wasn't Ukraine. It's Russia, like the Russian imperial movement, <laughs> even, even Vice News, once again, a broken... We conducted body. an investigation. We found no Nazis. <laughs> They went out there. They found no Nazis, but then they did an investigation in Russia. They found all of these Nazis, like literally Russian Slavic men, stiff right army. It's like they totally didn't read what happened between 1941 and 45. They're like, nah, it's cool now. We're well, they were friends for a while. Like maybe oh, some like, dude, they, <laughs> yeah, dude, I did not learn about that in school no. at all. Like I knew they were like, okay, we'll split up Poland or whatever. But then. <laughs> That was it. But then, like, that, again, that documentary, it's, like, photo after photo after photo. They're at fucking cocktail parties together. The officers, SS and fucking the whatever, the Russian. Yeah. Yep. And I'm just like, what the fuck is all this? Like, they got yearbooks full of shit that it's, like, no one ever fucking talked about. No, there oh is no God. talking. There is no discussing it. And it's, like, there's, again, it's, like... Uh, malice or incompetence or whatever, which one is it? But it's, like, you don't just forget that much shit you don't like of all the stuff we talked about in history classes my entire time growing up and then even into college it's like it's kind of weird that they just forgot or never mentioned any of that ever even though we talked in depth about world war ii and even kind of went to the whole like oh yeah like we're not going to attack each other and then launch a blitzkrieg and that like they'll even go that far but then they leave out all the fucking rest. And it's just like, that's that's interesting. I wonder what that means. Yeah, I wonder what that means indeed. <laughs> it means uh, Europe needs <laughs> gas, baby. <laughs> but, but mention, also a ton of other shit. But. And not to mention the United States space, uh, space program, which is literally uh, the inheritor of, of, of Nazi uh, science. So again, uh, we're not... Our, the hands of this government are definitely not clean at all. And I'm a huge fan of space exploration. But um, And tang and, orange juice and microwaves, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Was it microwaves? I can't remember. I, like, I'm literally just quoting Archer at this point. But that was yeah. also, I know tang, I'm pretty sure, was that. Or maybe it was just orange juice concentrate in general. 
It, it could be. And I can't remember. The also, I think it's nylon. The Nazis invented nylon, uh, for example. Um, also, a lot of them, um, what is it, amphetamines? Uh, they Most of their arms yeah, yeah, on amphetamines. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if they invented that, but they were definitely using them. They were definitely using them. <laughs> um, that's, that's how they had many a successful blitzkrieg. Yeah. When you're when you're all tweaking on meth, and charging in with fucking tanks. You're ri- especially giving it to the SS. You already hate your enemy and think they're subhuman, and you're hopped up on the speed, and you're given the best weapons. I mean, look out! You got a problem on your hands, yeah. Jack. Uh, let me tell you. Uh, Vivo gives them methamphetamines and tang. <laughs> tang est guten talk. <laughs> it's good, man. So yeah, so that's um again. You can believe whatever you want. Um, I hate also to tell you, that you guys, like, again, if you talk to big business, big business and I had a lot of conversations about this, and he has some of his friends that are in certain positions in the government that are privy to information that most of us are not. Mm-hmm. And what I was very skeptical about believing anything that I was reading or watching on, on the news um, get trying to get it from uh, independent sources like DW out of uh, Germany. I try to get it from Britain. Uh, I try to get it from all all different outlets. And here's the other thing too: as much as NATO might be a problem, I would like for a second to remove your ideological biases in your hat. Like take your ideological hat off. Definitely. Think about Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, Poland, Romania. Uh, I mean, think about these countries. Okay, and especially the, the Baltic states, Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia, who had been crushed under the Soviet boot, okay, and had entire populations displaced. And this is also Ukraine as well. And they ran to be members of NATO. Why? Because they felt that NATO would actually protect them from the fucking monster that lives to their east. Can you blame them at all? for trying to get into that network of protection. I can't blame them at all. They went to the biggest kid at the lunch table who didn't beat the shit out of him. And we're like, could you please protect us from this asshole? He fucks with us constantly. Like he's always like taking our fucking lunch money and beating us up after class. Taking my lunch money. He made me spread my butt apart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yes. And that too. And that too. So I don't blame these countries at all. I don't blame them at all. And maybe some of you are Russophiles. I, you know, you, you like, oh, it's it's a cool thing. Well, you know what, man, fuck them. Like, I'm sorry, this enough is enough already. Since 1917, that part, that country has been a problem. It has been a problem since the Bolsheviks overthrew Kerensky's provisional provisional government and have been causing havoc and chaos in this on this planet ever since then. At least when you beat the shit out of the fucking Germans, they kind of straighten out. They're like, "Oh, uh, mein Gott, I, I'm uh, I'm very sorry. Let's we'll make v, we'll make uh, Volkswagen bugs and we'll you know make chocolate." He loved us, June. <laughs> <laughs> he loves them. <laughs> All four of them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, like seriously, like this, these people have been a fucking like, and again, I don't have any beef with the Russian people. I see them as being victims of the same shit because they always are the victims of the same shit. They're giving out cars to people who lose their sons in Ukraine. Hey, sorry, we got your kid shoot up in a meat grinder in the east in Ukraine. Have have a car. You have a piece of shit Russian car. That oh, it's not. Work. It's not an EV. It's not. <laughs> No, oh, it's not. They're gonna, have to, they're gonna have to turn that shit back in eventually, man. Like, come on. Yeah, Gavin Newsom is gonna find you. <laughs> Speaking of which, hey, big news. 
I, w- I was wondering about this. Perhaps somebody could talk. So this massive hurricane came through, big hurricane, mm-hmm. and uh, the king of the Floridas, Ron DeSantis of DeSantis stand, is handling his business down there. Probably the future president of the United States, unless oh man, you know, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Again, I Ron DeSantis is very much a better version of Mr. Trump. He actually knows how to talk and is diplomatic and he's very much a politician like mr trump is just himself which is a detriment to himself uh, and everybody around him um i also heard that q actually died that's why we haven't gotten q drops so uh, it's a shame but, sorry guys how do, you, how do you kill an idea though <laughs> <laughs> right man like guy fox there went all that 6d chess it's, oh so yeah now they're playing on the seventh dimension because he's in the afterlife fucking pulling <laughs> strings that's right oh uh, shit so jfk jr and fucking what is the deal with that dude i don't know that's the only thing i know about it <laughs> what's happening they think that jfk jr is really alive and he didn't die in the plane crash and that he's going to, like, come back with Trump in 2024 or some dumb shit. I don't fucking know. Like, I, I, like, I literally don't know. Like, it's oh. fucking... Where, where are we hearing this news? Oh, this is from a while ago. This yeah, is, like, saying, that's like, shit. This, like, this is, like, some typical Q-tard stuff. Well, I... I don't even know what to do with that. Like Ronald Reagan? I don't fucking know. There's something to do with him. Ronald Reagan. Oh, by the way, speaking of politics, and by the way... I hope everybody in Florida has made it out okay. Uh, Bird is still okay. Uh, oh, shit, my, yeah. He's doing okay. Sal was drinking himself uh, up with the power out, and he was boiling water with candles on his Snapchat, so I guess he's okay. Uh, he's doing all right. Um, I have some. I have a friend of mine who lives down uh, close to Fort Myers, which got really schlacked. I haven't heard from him. I've got to reach out and see how he's doing. Um but uh, yeah, so I don't know if FEMA's going to withhold money because it's the Santa stand, and um, you know we have to play politics with the money. Who knows? They sent ambulances. I know that. Yeah, and there were like a like line crews from all over the country that were lined up ready to restore power, which was um, um, I don't know a testament to the working people of this country willing to help each other, which I think is a wonderful thing. Uh, but I have some bad news for you. So there's an asshole named Doctor Oz who had a TV show and he always called himself Dr. Oz because I think he wants to be avoid calling it by his first name, which is Mehmet. Okay. It's a Turkish Islamic name. Okay. Mehmet II was an, uh, was a Sultan of the now defunct Ottoman empire. Um, another casualty of the great war. Uh, but this is terrible and this is not good. And you should be upset if you're a decent human being. And I hope that you are. Ooh. This is terrible. So here we go. Pathos. We need to ban animal testing. Dr. Oz is killing over 300 dogs is a perfect example of why. <clears throat> On Monday, Jezebel reported that from 1989 to 2010, research by Dr. Mehmet Oz, the television personality and Republican Senate candidate in Pennsylvania, inflicting, inflicted suffering on and killed over 300 dogs, 31 pigs, and 661 rabbits and rodents. It was during Oz's time as a principal investigator at a Columbia University lab. Ironically, the discovery comes on the heels of the Senate's unanimously passing the FDA Modernization Act 2.0 last week. The measure would eliminate a federal mandate in the 1938 Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act requiring animal testing for new drugs. Drug developers 
would be permitted to use alternative methods to test for safety if this reform becomes law. That, that's good news, but there still should be a bill that ends animal testing altogether. Perhaps the latest news about Oz playing out on a national stage will hammer that point home. Okay, Now, mind you, when Dr. Fauci got caught with the sand fleas and the dog's faces, there was absolutely nothing that happened. He just got more rich and um, is now retiring after torpedoing this country and its economy into the void. Uh, let's see what else is going on here. For context, the Humane Society estimates that over 50 million animals are used in laboratory experiments every year in the United States. Fuck. Not a good thing. The Animal Welfare Act minimally protects some species still, as it is alleged with Oz, violations routinely occur and most animals tested are not covered. In these experiments, animals are exposed to toxic chemicals for diseases and imprisoned in barren cages. They are usually killed after experiments are completed. Despite these grim realities, advocates of testing on animals argue that it is critical for medical developments and treatment in humans. In 2022. What else are they going to do? Like, I'm not very, like, I'm not saying it's good that they do that, but it's like, what are the backups? Don't use the fucking lipstick. I don't know. Stop making that shit. I, I don't I mean, know. Yeah, that's like, I don't think, but like, listen, like, let's be honest. Do you think that's going to happen? No, of course not. Yeah. So like, I think that the people that want to use the shit should test it on themselves first. If you make it, Hey, it's great. If not, it wasn't meant to be natural selection, motherfucker. I don't know. Um, maybe not so natural. Uh, I just, the idea of testing on a, on, on a beagle kind of bothers me a lot. Um, I just not a fan Uh, to bolster their position. Proponents of animal testing point to important discoveries throughout history in which animal research was involved. For example, in 1921, researchers Frederick Banting, Charles Best and John McLeod demonstrated that we could treat diabetes with insulin by performing experiments on laboratory dogs who had their pancreatic ducts tied. In 1939, a group of scientists discovered the antibiotic effect of penicillin by infecting mice with a virulent strain of a streptococcus, I think it's called. Streptococcus, and, yeah. Streptococcus, thank you. And then treating half of them with penicillin mold. In 1953, Joan, Jonas Salk produced the first inactivated polio vaccine using a virus grown on monkey kidney cells. So there's that. Um, you make up your own mind. I don't know. I'm a dog guy. This Big- fucking guy injected shit into puppies' hearts, it says. And they could be heard screaming behind doors. Because he's a piece of shit. Yeah, it's not. They're not even. They're not like sedating them before they're doing this shit. Because that's like, see, like, there's definitely, I guess, more of a. Well, somebody did. Well, I mean, he didn't. Oh, oh, yeah, he. Okay, I I got you. But like, because that's like the fuck, fuck biohazard. Uh, the what? What? What fucking island was that? Was it was like Rebirth Island or some shit? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, where it's like, they're like, hey, we're going to see if these chemical weapons work by, like, chaining monkeys to fucking poles and dousing them with this shit. And it's like, yeah, like, no shit, you know what's going to fucking happen. But they're like, we want to see. They did that in Kazakhstan. Yeah. Yeah. But they're like, we want to see how many monkeys die. It's like, they know it's going to fucking happen, but they're like, oh, we have to make these even more potent. So it's like, yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, you know what's going to happen. But, I mean... And yeah, if you're not like sedating dogs and you're doing shit that's like straight up going to kill them, like I, I don't want it to happen at all. But I, it's like, yeah, like think about the polio thing. 
and if, if they're gonna do it like i don't know what do they do with the covid vaccine that they test did they test that on fucking did they find out that doesn't work on animals too like yeah, humans I mean. <laughs> like but i don't know like I, I would be interested to hear what replacements actually are though because it's like how are they gonna because even if something works or like passes on like a dog or mice or something like that it's like okay you still have to bridge a gap to people anyway right. mm-hmm. so it's like but it, it might not be as much of one i guess yeah and you know, again i just the idea and believe me i'm not I, I definitely am a fan of eating bacon and pulled pork sandwiches and hamburgers and stuff like that i do think there is a line drawn somewhere along the horse and up um, and especially dogs who have been created by human beings to be our companions uh, and this, all the things that dogs do for human beings, which is, you know, literally sniff out bombs to guide the blind, uh, to protect people that are having seizures. Uh, I think about all and just the general companionship, but also protection. The dog to me is almost in a sacred category. And I would venture to do the same. I'm not a cat guy, but I could understand why people would feel the same for cats. I think a lot of a lot of folk, I mean, and that's fine. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of cats, but I would never hurt one or ever torture one because I'm not a scumbag. I'm just not a jerk like that. You know what I mean? But like dogs to me, I think deserve a place of reverence for I mean, think about it, just pulling sleds, the fucking Iditarod and, and bringing medicine. And like, I mean, seriously, like these these animals are way, way we don't fucking deserve them, it makes to be honest. Cry. But we don't deserve these animals for everything that they do. And the people that mistreat them, the dog still fucking loves them. I mean, it's wild shit. It's wild shit. Uh, but there's got to be a better way. It's 2022. There's got to be a better way. Mm-hmm. I hope that we can find out. But that Dr. Oz is a douchebag and nobody likes him. He should go fuck his mother. That's what I think he should do. But how come we're just now finding out about this? Because he's running. That's why. Everything would have been fine if he stayed in the place. It all up. Yeah. So what? Yeah, he's running for office. Yeah, he's running to be the uh, uh, the U.S. senator from Pennsylvania. Trump endorsed. Interesting. Yeah, Trump endorsed. Yeah, which is wild. The next thing I want to talk about. Christopher also found this one. He found the depressing story we just talked about. He also found this one is incredibly troubling. Again, I'm not a comic guy, uh, but um, I, I'm not a propaganda guy. I guess not all that you know of. That I know of. I'm, I'm a Ukrainian propagandist. Wait and see. Wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Slave well. I'm sure it will. And I'm sure that I'm right. Um, and I'm sure that they feel that they're right, too. Whatever. Like I said, you think about it. You make up your own fucking mind. Marvel and Pfizer team up for COVID-19 vaccine advocacy comics starring the Avengers. No. Yes, unfortunately. No. <laughs> yes. Yes. They saw that Endgame money and they were like, all right, <laughs> let's we, go. We bring you more of the same. So, no. <laughs> in Marvel's latest corporate promotional collaboration, Pfizer has commissioned the comic book publisher to publish a pro-COVID-19 vaccination advocacy story wherein the adventures' efforts to save the world from one of their arch foes are equated to individuals keeping up to date on their shots and boosters. Fucking Hawkeyes just throwing syringes at people. (laughs) (laughs) Unveiled by the biotech company on October 4th of this year. Avengers Everyday Heroes centers on an unnamed family who, while waiting in the waiting room of a COVID-19 vaccination clinic, receive world via television broadcast that the super team's longtime foe, Ultron, is wreaking havoc not six blocks away. Okay. 
Upon hearing the news, the Paul Allor penned, uh, that's Saban's Power Rangers, the Psychopath, Paco Diaz illustrated, and he illustrated Amazing Spider-Man Volume 4. Story turns out to, turns to the family's older son, who finds himself worrying aloud that the sentient AI could pose a threat to their safety. Don't worry, he says to his little sister, as his, his little sister attempts to reassure him, Captain Marvel will help protect us. Um, that's right, exclaims their grandfather, turning to draw a parallel between Ultron and the COVID-19 virus. Oh my god. Just like the Avengers have done so many times before, Ultron keeps coming back, keeps changing and evolving, so the Avengers keep adapting and re-strategizing, and they knock him back again and again. The first time Ultron showed up, we had never seen anything like him before. Back then, people didn't know much about Ultron, did they? Asked the family's patriarch to his own father. Continuing the comic's thinly veiled analogy at first. <laughs> thinly veiled. Veiled if all. <laughs> at first, people weren't prepared, and he just wreaked havoc on their lives. Well, you're right, confirms the grandfather. The Avengers had to figure out how to face him. They relied on decades of experience along with some new innovations, and they used their combined strength to defend us. They just find the one writer that didn't jump off the roof of that building. Like, trust the science, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Good. Trust the science. Asked by his grandson, and they use new tools to help? The elderly man makes reference to Vision, noting another robot that first time. And it was working for a while, he adds, drawing the, <laughs> <laughs> drawing the synthesoid into his analogy. Oh, my and, God. And Ultron got a step ahead again. As the battle continues to rage on in an effort to reassure his family, the grandfather continues to regale them with stories of the Avengers' past victories over Ultron until eventually Iron Man puts an end to the situation with an ionized energy cannon. Grandpa, how did you know what would happen, inquires his grandson. Because I know them, he asserts in turn. And I've seen their pattern so many times before. Ultron evolves. The Avengers gather information and take time to innovate and adapt. And then they figure out how to fight it, putting together their existing knowledge and research along with new information they've learned. So. He should have just broke the fourth wall and been like, because I'm a contrived fictional character just like you. And someone is putting <laughs> words in my mouth for money. But... <laughs> Is, is Stan, was Stan Lee Marvel? Yes. He's got to be fucking rolling in his grave, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I would hope so. I mean, I don't think he'd be a fan of this shit. What, would he? I mean, I, I don't know anything about him, really. I don't know. I no, like he was always like, because everybody always talks about how like, oh, well, you know, social justice has always been part of Marvel Comics. Not particularly. And it was always... Like, he would put hints of stuff, but he would never, you know, like, shit like this, like, beats the reader over the head with what they want them to think. It never became the Where, focus of something. It was Yeah, whereas just kind Stan of... Lee was more like, you know, let's bring forth some of this information and let, let the readers draw their own conclusion. As a good writer would. Yes. So, yeah, so we bring you more of the same. I, I don't know what to tell you about it. It's, um... It's it's something else. All I will say, fucking grotesque. I I am I have been the recipient of the polio vaccine, and I have not come down with polio. 
That's good. Can't speak for some of the other ones that are out on the market right now. <laughs> well, you just need to go innovate. <laughs> I need to, yeah, that's right. I need to call the Avengers and have them straighten me out. <laughs> God damn it. So, um, yeah, that's what we had today. I know that Christopher also brought up something. This is interesting. So the Russians are threatening Great Britain with a nuclear droned torpedo that'll create a nuclear tsunami to destroy Great Britain. Wow. Yeah, it's called the Status 6 Oceanic Multipurpose System, uh, also known as the Poseidon. Uh, Status 6 was like its code name. It's an autonomous nuclear-powered and nuclear-armed unmanned underwater vehicle. Uh, it, it is under, quote, under development. Um, the, the, Poseidon, uh, the Poseidon is one of six new Russian strategic weapons announced by Comrade Vladimir Putin on the 1st of March, 2018. Um, its maximum depth is 3,250 feet, can travel up to 115 miles per hour. Uh, its engine is a liquid metal reactor, at least 15 megawatts. Liquid metal, like Terminator 2. Yeah, exactly. It's got a T-1000 in it. That's right. Uh, the blast yield is significant, two megatons or more, so that's enough to cause quite a problem. Um, not exactly the Tsar Bomba, but, you know. Any uh, two megatons is good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I can't wait till we find out that the doomsday device from Doctor Strange Love is just real and like we're all fucked. Like, I can't wait till. And again, nobody on this show is an advocate for nuclear Armageddon. That does not sound like fun to anybody. No, I have dreams that involve not freezing or starving to death. Yeah, I've played it. I've played enough Fallout games to know that fucking post nuclear <laughs> world sucks. I don't drink enough to have bottle caps, man. Like I'm gonna be fucked, <laughs> right? Good. Yeah, we we all will be, um, especially when you try to. Uh, was it Nuka Cola? That's no good. Yes. I like regular Coca Cola, uh, but um, I remember in my applied science class in 1997 when Brian was just a wee one year old boy. <laughs> Better days. Mr. Graham. I didn't, I didn't remember shit. Yeah, 97 was a good year, too. I smoked a lot of dope. I had a lot of fun with my friends. I was still in high school. Didn't remember shit. <laughs> um, but I remember Mr. Graham asking us, like, you know, and of course, these are, some of us were still Cold War babies, and some of these uh, these kids are a little bit younger than me because it was a, a mixed uh, between seniors, juniors, like those of us that weren't interested in going into physics or going into chemistry, we had to pick a science. So I picked applied science. We built like electronics and radios and shit like that. It was fun. It was actually. I, I would have gotten to do shit like that. That was great. It, like I can't complain. I know a, a lot of people in the movement. You know, my the public school I went to actually I learned shit. Like I mean, again, I don't know. Um, I know they're not all the same, but I actually did learn stuff. And uh, we built electronics and stuff like that. So it was pretty cool. Simple machines. We built those. And I remember we were having a conversation about fission and nuclear reactors and all this other stuff. And um, he's a former Marine like yourself. And uh, he said to us, he goes, anybody want to tell me what the best thing to do is if there is a nuclear exchange between, let's say, the United States and Russia or China or anything like that. And I, for, I raised my hand. I'm like, I guess fallout shelter because, you know, back, in, back even in the 90s, they haven't dismantled them all like they did now. Just They're having to start rebuilding them again. Um, just and, start furiously masturbating. That's the only thing you can do. <laughs> Duck and cover. Duck and cover. And he looked at me and goes, nope. And people were, you know, giving different answers. He goes, the best thing you could do is find out where the bomb is going and catch it. And I was like, oh. And then some of the people are like, huh? 
And he goes, yeah, you won't feel a thing. You'll see a flash and you'll be gone. You won't feel a thing. He says, but I will tell you, you don't want to be here alive after all of them have gone off. He goes, you do not want to be here when that happens. And I'm like, oh, and then that's when he got into the description of the um, the biological consequences to surviving and being exposed to radiation and watching people that you love die of radiation sickness and poisoning, the cancers and all that other stuff. So, yeah, n- none of us here want that. That's definitely not no me gusta, no es frío, uh, no bueno. We mal, no buenos nachos. Taco Bell will cease to exist. I'm not interested. That's not a world I want to live in. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, you still got Twinkies, though. Still got, yeah, no shit. I love Twinkies. You're a big fan of those. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not anything we want to do. But I will tell you this. I am going to laugh if the exchange does happen and this fucking crazy guy is going to launch his birds, only to find out that they haven't provided maintenance to these ICBMs since 1987. They probably haven't been tested and fueled since then, and they all fucking blow up inside their launch pads, and we all kind of <laughs> laugh. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I, I'm joking, but I wouldn't be surprised. From what I've seen so far, I mean, it's like the Gra- Groucho Marx is running the Russian fucking armed forces right now. It's a big joke. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Maybe their nuclear missiles do work. I don't know. I, I mean, I still, that would still fuck the entire ecology of the earth, though, anyway, right? Like, even if they did just all blow up over there, like, we're still all going to die, like, eventually. You know, I, that's a great question. Again, I, I'm not 100% sure. Like, if you look at Hiroshima, where uh, in the United States government's still being the world champion of only ever, the only country to ever use nuclear weapons, uh, what a thing to be proud of. Um, if you go to Hiroshima, they have a memorial where the bomb was detonated, but the bomb was detonated in the air. Yeah. So it didn't corrupt the ground for as like I guess if depending on where it detonates, it that's how it begins to impact the environment around it. I'm not again, I'm not a nuclear scientist. We did I did look up some facts and I did spit them out at people uh, during an addendum before the invasion of or the special military operation, as it were, um, in in Ukraine. I talked about how bad a nuclear exchange would be. I'm not a fan. So we're not fans of that. But I would laugh at the Russians if they went to go push the button and the shit just exploded in its launch pad because it's like, they're like, I'm sorry, we haven't put gas in this since 1987. We had to siphon. They're using it for other shit. How many gallons? We don't use gallons, comrade. It's just liters. Okay, well, how many liters? We don't have enough. It's no good. You got somebody outside by a lotta with with a fucking hose in there. Like, when do I have to stop sucking? Uh, we need about fifty thousand liters. Is is this the? Well, you, you just have to suck to get it started. If you do it right, then it'll flow on its own. Yeah, but then you got to line up another car, buddy. Like, there ain't enough gas in a lot. You fucking pinch the line and then just. You could do. That. It's That's it's true. gravity, man. Come on, physics. It's true. It's a lot of liters, though. Oh yeah. He's- Use them mouth muscles like a Beijing whore. Too many leaders, not enough followers. <laughs> a Beijing whore. Oh, man. Um, that's it for today. That's all I have. Does anybody have anything else that they want to talk about today before we uh, depart for the week? No. Brian, anything at all? Um, I guess not. <laughs> okay, Crystal. Oh, shit. We, we are out of steam. 
seems to be only, but Brian, but wait, there's more. Go well, ahead. I just, uh, just a recommendation. I just finished listening to Generation Kill, the audiobook, And it's like, if you're a fan of the miniseries on HBO, like obviously book so much better. I mean, they kept it like, it's funny. Like you can pick out pieces listening and be like, oh, this is a quote directly in the show. Like they do a lot of that. It's basically like the script for the show but they obviously don't get to touch on everything, but it's very good. Insanely good. Excellent. All right. So highly recommend that. Thank you for the recommendation. I am not listening to anything or reading anything of great seriousness right now. I'm actually doing the uh, fantasy route, which is a night of the seven kingdoms by George RR Martin, which takes place a hundred years before the show slash book game of Thrones. It's actually quite entertaining. Well uh, written excellent visuals and the narration is superb if you've watched the show the guy who plays daenerys targaryen's brother um he's the one who narrates the book and he's doing a fantastic job if you're into that sort of thing every time now and again i need a break from reality like there's only so much historical shit and political shit that i can digest in the day and every day i have a little bit of fiction in your life yeah just a little bit just a little bit don't worry I'll well, the, the politics wasn't enough like no, I guess not. Don't worry, I'll be back. I've got it's to... like, a, like Jay's like, I've had my fill of real world politics. I want to read fantasy medieval politics. <laughs> uh, guilty. Uh, guilty. Guilty. Um, and I'm enjoying it. And yes, uh, it definitely is. It's, it's, it's worth the time if you're into that sort of thing. I will finish the... I'm rereading The Machiavellians by James Burnham. Uh, the one that Curtis Yarvin recommends to everybody. Um, it's excellent, and I'm going to finish uh, my second go-through on that one. So um, that's about it for me. I don't have anything else. I'm excited. I got the new Flogging Molly uh, album on vinyl. Multi, uh, it's a tricolored one. I'm pretty excited about that. I haven't cracked it open yet, um, but um, I'm looking forward to that. I don't have anything else. So if you uh, want to go ahead and complain and tell me I'm wrong, go ahead. I may read it. I may not. Again, it's not personal. I know some of you that listen probably disagree. That's okay. You're welcome to do so. I just perhaps you should consider an alternative opinion, um, one that's not um, from the usual suspects, I guess. So, again, uh, thanks, everybody, for hanging with us. We appreciate you very much. And uh, if you are so inclined, there's additional content on the Patreon and the donation goes straight to paying for the things that we use to keep this unmitigated disaster of a podcast going. It is our disaster, comrades, and um, we're happy to bring it to you, all seven and three quarters of you. So have a great week. Um, Try to stay dry down in Florida. Uh, You know, good luck to you. And and like uh, Mr. Trump would say, I wish him well. And then tee off. Uh, it's a real knife fight out there, eh, Brian? Real knife oh, fight. Oh, yeah. Life in the big city. Life in the big city. <laughs> um, again, we bring you more of the same. And fuck Dr. Oz. He's awful and not a fan. And um, don't don't hurt dogs. Don't hurt cats. Okay? No good. That's not okay. It's 2022. Like it. It, it, time to move on. So Please. take care. Yeah, that's not good. Not good at all. Don't hurt people either. Don't hurt people either. Yeah. Yeah. Or children. They're people. Unless they aggress upon you first. Right. Yes. I have a neighbor who has a little bastard kid. Like, you know. He's a little shit. He is a little shit. He's a little troublemaker. He is. But but of course, he's a a little boy. That's kind of. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, as long as as he stays over there and 
you know, gives it harasses his mom and not me. I'm okay with it. He, so you stay over there and be in a little. He shit. did That's something right. wrong the other day when um I had stopped by. I saw him and he was running and he was looking behind him and I'm like, he either broke somebody's window, <laughs> he broke something, and he's making sure that nobody saw him. And he just kept looking behind him, running and not even paying attention that like I'm right in front of him. You know, like I see that he's done something. There's evidence. I don't know what he did, but it was hilarious. He's like, nobody's gonna catch me. He's running in the house. You know what I should do? I should approach him and be like, listen, I got a great attorney. Now, you may not, they may not be important to you now, but it will be in the future. And if you give this attorney $5 of your lunch money every week, you'll build up, uh, you know, what's called a retainer. <laughs> when you do get arrested, and you will, you'll, you can call her and she'll help you out. So um, be good, everybody. Have a great week. Take care of yourself. Don't get the COVID. It's really bad. Terrible. See ya. All right. Bye. We're not going to do the got t- oh, God gay soap and no, 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 no. our sponsors. We're just going to gloss oh, over. I'm still sick. I'm like a, a Midwestern goodbye. All right. We're working our way to the door. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what. The, you, well done. By the way, let me know if you're interested in the ugly sweater blood moon party. Uh, there is ha- one happening in December. Um, get your crystals and rub them and stick them up your fucking ass. <laughs> Before you do that, though, check out our sponsors. GorseNexus.com, I paint accurate. <laughs> Team Mandalore and Ray Faba. But before you stick these crystals up your fucking ass, make sure you wash them with Todd's gay soap. Fentanyl free soap for the masses. <laughs> Please wash your ass with Todd's gay soap. Keep it clean so that when that special someone takes that giant crystal charged in a blood moon and shoves it up your fucking ass, your ass is clean, supple, and ready to receive it because Todd's Gay Soap is... Soap for that ass, baby. (laughs) And now we bring it to a close. Okay. (laughs) Bye. Bye.